ברוכים הבאים רבותיי, Welcome to a special edition of our Monday night class. These classes try to explore the months on the Jewish calendar. Uh, this is a project uh, that was the brainchild of our good friend, Dr. Eric Bentolina. Uh, he dedicated this series in memory of his parents, Shalomo Vesolika, and uh, these Devere Torah, and the uh, previous ones and the future ones are all in memory of his parents, Shalomo Vesolika, Ruach Adonai Tenihem Began Eden, Amen. The next month on the Jewish calendar is actually the last month of the year, which would be the, uh, the anniversary of uh, when Corona actually began. Uh, could you believe it? An Adar ago, about Purim time, we started this whole pandemic. <clears throat> God willing, we're on the way out, Bezat Hashem. Hopefully things, uh, things will get better. So it's the month of Adar. We have to try to figure out what its, uh, what its symbol is. Well, first of all, we know it's a happy month. The Gemara says at the end of Ta'ani, Mishinichnas Adar Marbim Bismha. That when Adar enters, already we have to ramp up our Simha. Uh, I was looking in the books, when exactly does that start? When is exactly is Marbim B'Simcha begin? I saw different shitot. I saw Rav Chaim Kanievsky in one of his letters brings down that, you know, Adar is always two days Rosh Chodesh. Mm-hmm. This year Rosh Chodesh is on Friday on Shabbat. So really Adar is Shabbat. Friday is the last day of Shabbat. So therefore he holds, as always the second day of Adar, that's when you ramp up the Simcha. Although I saw... Uh, in the Sefer Adiret Eliyahu, from the Benu Yosef Hayim, the Ben Ishai, he comes along and says, it doesn't say, Mishiyagiya Adar. When Adar, when you reach Adar, it says, Mishinichnas, when it enters. And therefore he learns already the Simcha starts on the first day. Although I did see one of the rabbis bring down that Mishinichnas actually means from when you enter it is when you announce it on the Shabbat before. Wow. <laughs> so therefore already, you know, as a, the more the merrier. I'm happy to have the Simcha, you know, as, quick, as early as possible. The last Shita that I saw is the most, uh, it's the most amazing of the Shita. It's brought down uh, in the Sefer Yerushalayim Umu'adeha. Uh, he brings down from a Sefer called Hai Kayam that says... It says, So that's when you have to put it in full gear. That means from a month before, you have to have Simcha. So Rosh Chodesh Shabbat is Simcha. When you get to Adar, Marbim Simcha. Then you go into overdrive. So listen, uh, that's as far back as I was able to take us. <laughs> Nonetheless, the mitzvah is clearly to be Simcha. The mazal of the month is a good mazal. Uh, the Gemara says that if anybody has to litigate, nobody should have to litigate, but if somebody has to litigate something in a Bedin, so the month of Adar, or in a court, would be the month to take care of it because the mazal of the Jewish people is strong, as opposed to the month of Av, we try to clear, stay clear of litigation with Guim, the mazal of the Jewish people uh, is low. Uh, every, every, maz, every month, has an, an influence by one of the names of Hashem. This is just an overview until we get to what I want to talk about tonight, but just people want to know about the month. These are some tidbits about the month. Every month is influenced by one of the names of Hashem. The name of Hashem is Yudke Vavke, but as we said many times, there's 12 ways to spell the Yudke Vavke. You know, you can factor the letters 12 different ways. Each factoring of the Yudke Vavke is... Uh, the energy of every single month of the year. It's important to know the code of every month. The Mekubalim actually will have it in mind when they say the Berachan Musaf, Baruch Atah Hashem, Mekadesh Yisrael, Berashah Hodashim. When they say Hashem, 
they mechaven uh, the shame of the month. So yeah, in these classes, at least, you know, we try to provide our members with the shame. And we also know that the shame is alluded to in a pasuk in the Torah. So the shame is brought down in the Sefer B'nai Yisachat, <coughs> which, by the way, is a great book. If anybody's interested in elaborating on the months of the year, B'nai Yisachat is a great uh, source. So he writes in Hodesh Adar, Siruf Shem HaNichbad, HaMeir BeHodesh Azeh, that lights up in this month, is the letters He, He, Yud, Vav. Okay, it's not the letters in order, obviously. There's only one month that has the letters in order, and that's Nisan. Yud Kevav, that's why Nisan is the best month. Ha'odesh Azedachem, Rosh Chodashim. This month is actually, you know, the female letters are before the male letters. In the, in the name of Yud Kevav, the He's are female letters, and the Yud Vav is the male letters. So you have ladies first, yeah. Maybe because Queen Esther was the one that, uh, you know, was in charge of the, the miracle. So this holiday over here, the Heen come before the Zicharim. Esther comes before Mordechai. And where do we learn this? There's a pasuk that has this configuration. He, he, yud, vav. It's a pasuk in Parashat Baikhi. The Chumash here. When Yaakov Avinu is blessing his son Yehuda. So he tells him, Oseri lagefin iro. If you take the words Iro, the final letter is a He, the final letter is a He, is Yud Vav. So you have the four letters in a row. Iro, What is the context of this pasuk talking about? It's talking about the blessing that Yehuda is going to have in his chedek in Eretz Yisrael on wine and grapes. That the grapevines are going to be so sturdy and so thick, you're going to be able to tie your uh, donkey to the, to, 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 to the grapevine. Normally you wouldn't be able to you know, tie anything to a grapevine. Usually you tie the donkey to a pole or a tree. Here the person says, O seri la gefen, you're going to be able to tie to the gefen, iro. So the Pasuk is talking about uh, wine, which is appropriate for the month of Adar, because in the month of Adar, it's one of the few times where the Halakha tells us that we're supposed to drink. Uh, and not only is drink, but the Gemara says, You're supposed to get inebriated. Some of Mahmir all year round, but really, Halakha <laughs> is... You know, specifically in Adar and Purim, Adelai Adar. They want you to, you know, be out of your mind until uh, you know the difference between Arur Aman and Baruch Modechai. Uh, I will point out that maybe the Rem is in the pasuk is telling us over here that one has to be careful when he drinks. Uh, Gefen can actually bring out the Iro and the Bini Atono in the person. It can bring out the Hamor and the animalistic part of him. Therefore, the configuration is reminding you, drink responsibly on Purim, that you don't, has Shalom, become a, uh, you know, a Hamor or a, a Bene Aton, which some people, uh, some people accomplish. So that's the Shem. So now we have the Shem, we know the Mazal. Uh, every month also has a letter. It's a letter of the month club. I don't want to go into it too much. The Mikubalim tell us that the letter of the month of Adar is the letter Kof. Uh, Kof, uh, in this sense, uh, represents uh, the reverse of the letter He. He is the month of Nisan. So back to back you have Kof, and next month will be the letter He. These are two unique letters, incidentally. They're the only two letters in the Hebrew alphabet that are made up of two parts. All other letters are made up of one part. They're connected. The hair has the right side and the left side is hanging. It's separate. And the kof is the same thing. It has the right side and then it has the, the leg that goes down. 
the kof actually is a hair with a longer left leg. And the Mikubanim talk about that the, uh, the hair is the letter of Kedushah, and the kof is the letter of the Sitra Hara. The Sitra Hara goes all the way down. Uh, the Kedipot are in the sub-basement. So the kof goes all the way down into the, you know, into the dark side. And the goal is to turn the kof into a he. That's, for example, uh, one of the ways we do that is we give sedaka. Sedaka actually is sad kof he. You turn the kof into a he. By giving sedaka, you chop the, the bottom of the leg and it moves us away from the kiddie That's the secret of mimavit. Mavit is in the, in the dark side, in the lower, lower levels. So when you give sedaka, it pulls you out of the kiddie it's the sword of kof and, and he. Uh, again, I don't want to go too much into this, but uh, that's why, uh, by the way, the difference between a kof and a he is how much? 95. And that's why the villain in Megillat Esther is Haman. Kubarim say Haman is Gematria 95 because he's wants to take the Kiddushah plus his Nahman and he wants to, and ultimately, you know, he wanted to bring down the Kiddushah, but ultimately he got, he got hung on the tree. So that's the letter of the month, there's Sodot in the letter of the month. But what I came to talk about uh, tonight in the Shi'ud is the Mazal of the month. Uh, the Mazal of the month is Mazal Dagim. Very good, Pisces. Mazal Dagim is a very unique mazal. I'll tell you why. It's, it's, it's one of a kind, Pisces. Every mazal is one of a kind. But this mazal is unique in the sense it's the only mazal that is plural. Rabotai, I understand the question that you're going to ask me already. I'm going to, I preempted it with the following answer. You're going to ask me, what do you mean? All the other mazalot are singular. For example, last week, in last year, uh, month we learned mazal of Shabbat is Dili, which is uh, Aquarius. And then you have uh, mazal Tele, right? And mazal Gedi. These are all Taurus and uh, Aries and all that. These are all singular. Well, what about the month of Tishri is Moznaim. Moznaim is scales, that's plural. Uh, what about the month uh, Gemini? Is Teumim. Teumim is twins, it's plural. The answer is again, Dagim is the only plural one. Because there's no way to say Moznayim in a singular way. And there's no way to say Teumim, twins, in a singular way. Dagim, however, you could have said Dag. And you didn't say dag, you said dagim. So therefore you see it's the only one that they went out of their way to show you that it is, it is plural. And it is the only mazal that in its image, because every mazal has a picture that has two separate pictures. All the other mazalot are connected. Even the twins are Siamese, they're connected. However, the scale is one. However, the fish, the Pisces, is two fish. They're on top of each other. So the question then would be, why does uh, the mazal of Adar have such a unique uh, mazal? And the explanation is because it's the only month that can happen twice. There can be an Adar Bet. So since there can be an Adar Bet, so therefore the mazal alludes to us plurality in Dagim, as well as in the two images. There also (coughs) is a remez in Mazal Dagim that Haman uh, wasn't aware of. It says Haman in the Midrash, when he was looking for which month to destroy the Jewish people, so it says he went, you know, month by month, and he said, this month is no good, this is no good, this is good luck for them, and so on and so forth. When he got to Adar, he said, oh, this is the good month. Why? Because mm-hmm. he saw Mazal Dagim, and he said, what's the uh, nature of Dagim? The big dog swallows the, the small dog. 
So therefore, he said, I'm the big fish, and therefore, this is the month that I could, you know, I'll swallow them, I'll Pisces them apart. And therefore, he felt that, uh, you know, it's his month. What he didn't realize is that sometimes uh, fish swallow, and sometimes fish get swallowed, uh, the Midrash says. Which he thought that he's going to swallow the Jewish people, but he ended up getting swallowed. You know, sometimes it goes either way. So that was his misread uh, on the month. That's the Mazal of Dagim. But what I came to talk about tonight is what Rav Levi Yitzhak Berdichev writes. Rav Levi Yitzhak Berdichev says that every month also corresponds to one of the Shivatim. It's unbelievable. So yeah, when you get to every month, you need to know how to put the DNA of the month together. What's the letter of the month? What's the pasuk of the month? What's the uh, mazal of the month? There's so many components that make up a, a Jewish month and everything is the energy. So you need to know what we're talking about. So the Shevet of Shevet Adar is Shevet Yosef, he says. Shevet Yosef. Which when I saw that, I was very happy, to be honest with you. Because Shevet Yosef is the only Shevet that's broken into two tribes. Mm. It's Menashe and Ephraim, which explains to me a little better why it's Dagim, why it's two. Because it's alluding to the one tribe that's actually, that's actually two. Oh, Hazak And Yosef also, as we know, is connected to Dagim. It's connected, connected to Pisces. Uh, after all, that's the blessing that he gets. Right, uh, the blessing of Dagim, right? He's blessed uh, like the fish, just like the fish are concealed from the Ayn Ara. Yosef Ka'atena. I am from the tribe of Yosef. So Yosef has the Inyan of Mazal Dagim as well. So when I started to see that Adar has its energies from Yosef, so that gave me an idea to go back to the books and learn the story of Yosef. Because again, everything has to start from the Torah. So all the energies of Adar are coming from Yosef as Sadiq. So therefore we have to go back into the Torah and look at the episodes of Yosef as Sadiq. And then maybe we'll start to see some of the secrets of, uh, of Adar. Well, <laughs> you don't got to go too far, Abotai. Go to a Gemara in Megillah on page 16. So this is the story over here of Yosef and the brothers. You know, we did that story already in Bereshit, but we have no choice to go back to it and revisit it if we're going to understand the secret of Chodesh Adar. So you remember after he reveals himself to the brothers, so it says in the Pasuk, they sat down and they have a, uh, they have a meal. They have a Seuda and Yosef is giving out gifts. Or actually it says that, uh, he, he tells the brothers, go home and bring your father. Go get your father from Eres Kena'an. And uh, he fills their uh, donkeys up with all goodies. So it says he gave to each one of his brothers a change of clothes, you know, a new suit, Egyptian cotton, you know, they have good, uh, they have good stuff with it. Well, Binyamin, Natan Shilosh Meot Kesef, he gave him 300 coins. And instead of giving him one change of clothing, he gave him five chains, five suits. That's, that's a lot. So the Gemara wants to know what is this uh, five clothes that he gives to Binyamin. So the Gemara in Megillah after Zion says, "Lechulam natan naish halifot semalot, ul Binyamin natan hamesh halifot. Efshar davash shenitztaerbo otot sadik yikashelbo," which means. This is what's called deja vu all over again. Yosef, you forgot what got you into this, uh, this mess. The favoritism. 
the fact that Yaakov Abinu gave, gave Yosef a little extra, you know, ketore pasim. Some say it was just a little extra fabric on the cuff. That's what they call the ketore pasim. The, the cuff covered the pas, the pasya, that covered his, his wrist. From his wrist to his part, they all got ketoret, but he had ketoret pasim and covered the, so for a few extra inches of material that covered the pas pasyad. For that already, the, now you go and you give him five extra suits over here. So the Gemara says, the Amar Ababar Mahsaya Amarav Hamabar Guri Amarav Bishvil Mishkal Shnesilaim Milat. You know, for a, for a few extra measures of of of, of fabric. Sheosif Yaakov Yosef. That he added. Mish'al Echad. That means the other brothers also got ketorets, but his keton had a little extra fabric. Nitkalgela davar biyadu avotelu mitzrayim. So the Gibra says, and now he's going to go make the same mistake. Amar Rabbi Benjamin bar Yefet. Remez lamazlo. No, this was in Yana Veremez. There was a Remez over here. Sha'atid ben latzet memenu. Which means he's giving an Amaz over here. Yosef at this point over here says, wait, before you go home, I need to do something. What do you do? I need to make the holiday of Purim now. I need to create the holiday of Purim. What is Purim? He says he saw Binyamin, and all of a sudden he sees a future Rama. He says, oh, Binyamin, you know who's going to come out of you? Mordechai. And at the end of the story of Begidat Esther, the king is going to put five clothes, royal garments on Mordechai. So they, but, but, but where does Mordechai get the five garments from? Not from Ahasuerosh. Ma'aseh avot siman nabanim. When Yosef gives the five garments to Binyamin, he already is creating a history for the future of the Jewish people that this is activated by Yosef. Wow. Wow. So the, the, the roots of Purim actually is by Yosef. So therefore I am, I'm, I'm excited when I see this Gemara. I'm excited when I see that Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Mebardichev says Yosef is Keneged Adar. And I say, well, Yosef is Adar, but where's Purim? And then I see this Gemara that says actually Yosef is the first earliest Sadiq to give any remez to Purim. After all, he gives uh, 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 Binyamin the five, the five suits. But that got me thinking. The Gemara doesn't really answer the question. The Gemara says, hey, he's arousing the jealousy. And the Gemara answers, well, oh, this is a Nyana Purim. It's still arousing the jealousy. The brothers didn't know this is Purim over here. You know, the, the brothers, when they saw... Yosef give the five uh, uh, clothes. They didn't say uh, <laughs> they, didn't start singing, uh, uh, they didn't start giving Mishlamanot to each other. They didn't know it was Purim. This is, this is between Yosef and Borei Olam. So therefore, the jealousy is around. So what well, does answer the question? She, I understand Yosef had Kavanot. Uh, we, don't, we don't judge the Sadiq. Yosef wasn't looking to make trouble over here. He knew that the little Ketone Pasim that he got caused trouble, but this wasn't a nyan of giving him a gift, mitzad, you know, extras, mitzad, to create a future Rama, to create a Maaseh Avotzimanda Bani. Okay, but still, <laughs> but still, uh, intentional or unintentional, we learned the Maaseh Avotzimanda it's going to happen inevitably. The, the jealousy is going to be aroused. That was my question on this Gemara. You see, you, you start uh, doing uh, uh, investigative work and you start getting, oh. you just get into deeper and deeper and deeper. You hope you get out of it. That, that, that's the whole thing. <laughs> when we prepare these shi'urim, that's how we prepare them. We just, you know, you follow the leads. You follow the leads. And, you know, one question is to another question. And you have to try to figure out the maze. How are you going to get out of this? And everything gonna, is going to make sense. So I'm just giving you to the way... Where it starts from that says what Yosef is Adar, beauty. Now I knew this Gemara. I said beauty. Yosef is Adar, and he started Purim with the five Alifot. But then my question on the Gemara was: Once I got here, now, I, I, now I'm stuck here. I, I didn't want to get involved in this. I just wanted to give this as a limit, but I got I got stuck here in the quicksand. So now, 
it takes me back to a uh, to a bigger a, a bigger yisod. A bigger yisod is if you look at Pedek Mem Gimel Pasuk Lamed Aleph. This is a very difficult story. Perek Mem Gimal, Pasuk Lamed Aleph. Look what happens here. So this is on one of the times that the brothers are with Yosef in Egypt. And uh, Yosef decides to make a Se'uda for the brothers. Okay. So he sits them down at the table, you know, in order of the age, which we saw. Vayisam mas'ot me'et panav alehem. And he puts uh, uh, portions, we'll call that, in front of all the brothers. Vatedev mas'at binyamin me'mas'ot kulam hamesh yadot. Oh, look at this. Again, at the Se'udah, which is much before this, he puts in front of Binyamin five, five portions. Okay, I don't know how much portions he's going to eat, but that's what he put in front of Binyamin. He gave him full... Uh... Interesting. It's interesting. Okay, here the Gemara doesn't ask. Hey, what are you doing? Five years old. The Gemara doesn't ask over here. But anyway, he gives him five yadot. And then what does it say? Unbelievable. The next three words are some of the most shocking words I would say in the whole Torah. You're talking about great tzaddikim over here. Yosef and the brothers. These are all tzaddikim. So the pasuk says, Vayishtu. Okay, they drank. There's nothing wrong with drinking in about time. But then it says, They got drunk. Now, this is, this is amazing. The fact that the Sadiqim are going to sit down and they get drunk. Rashi is, is shocked. Rashi says, From the day that they sold their brother, Lo they never drank. Velo hu shatayayin. Nor did Yosef drink. Veoto ayom shatu. All of a sudden that day they broke their, uh, their celibacy. They broke their uh, vows. They broke their nizirut. And that day, I mean, you can break your vows by the way, but there's one thing to have a drink. <laughs> and then there's one thing to get drunk. Okay, for whatever reason that day is, you know what I'm going to die? One year is enough. Straight, they, they both broke it on the same day. Explanation, I understand why the brothers broke it. Just a simple shot. The brothers had no choice. Yosef puts wine in front of them. He's the king. Nah, I don't want so it. therefore, we can't say, oh, we have a vow. The king puts something in front of you. So I have no problem that the brothers had to drink. And Yosef obviously is saying, have another glass, have another glass, keep on drinking. Keep on. Okay, Yosef's trying to inebriate them. But what does it mean that, what, what is Yosef? Obviously, Yosef, didn't drink, I know why. Because he knows that his father is Bitsa'ar for 22 years, that he's missing. He knows his father back home probably is agonizing over this. So how could he have a... And now what? His father's not agonizing, he's still agonizing. But over here the Pazuka says, which is obviously very, uh, very, very shocking. Furthermore, furthermore, the question over here is, Oh, <laughs> so, ah, so so already you, you, you see you see you see the path, honey. You see the path. So now we also have a question. Yosef's behavior. I don't like to say strange because he's not strange. Obviously, he's a sadiq, but to us it seems strange. At one point in the story, he tells the brothers, uh, "Bring Benjamin down." He's got to know that that's going to torture Yaakov Abinu. Already the torture that he's going through, missing his son, Yosef, had to do that to the father. 
So that's a whole inyan in itself. To bring Binyamin down is a, is a very strong question. The Ramban actually deals with it. The Ramban's mahalach is, is that Yosef has d- dreams to deal with. Yosef had dreams that 11 brothers are going to bow to him. Without Yaakov. First he dreamt, and then he dreamt about the Shemesh and the Yerea, which is Yaakov and Bilhal, let's say. So he has no choice to bring Binyamin down as much as it's going to hurt his father, but the dreams are prophecies, so therefore he has to make, make, make it come. That's the, that's the Rambam's, Rambam's uh, Mahalach. But there might be uh, a different Mahalach that we could say uh, as well why he brought him down. So in order to understand this, I mean, we could really ask, I mean, I don't know how far we're allowed to ask. We could really ask, okay, so he was trying to fulfill the dreams, but why would the dreams have to be like that? Why did Hashem make it that the dreams have to be that first the 11, and then why does that have to be a separate trip? He was fulfilling, that's the answer. Why does the dreams have to be like that? I don't know if you're allowed to ask that, but that's already a question we can ask even before. Ivanta? All right, so now we can start the class Rabotai. Now, now that we know, now we got this out of the way. Now that we Baruch Hashem, we, we, we have some clarity. Now we can start putting everything together. So you know, the Jewish people, from the beginning of time, it was predicted that the Jewish people are going to go into four exiles, four galuyot. I don't even think it's in yana of a punishment. For Galiwa, it seems as a, it's some type of reality that the Jews have to go through the four exiles before the Mashiach comes. The reason why I say it's, I don't think it's like even a punishment because on the first page of the Bible, the Pasuk says, And right away the Midrash says, Oh, Tohu Parasumadai. Hoshech, Zeyavan, Tehom is the abyss, which is Malchut Romi, which we're still in, which is the biggest one. And then it says, That's Mashiach ben David, that's the Spirit of God is going to hover, that's Mashiach. So from the beginning of time, we knew that we have to go through for Galuyot. Uh, I remind you when Abraham Abinu was at Brit ben Abitarim. So you remember when God tells uh, Abraham about what the future is going to be, so the Pasuk says, So the Gemara learns from these four terminologies, Romi. <clears throat> so you see, from the beginning of time, the four Galuyot are all going to be... Uh, so the Mikubalim all ask, what happened to Mitzrayim? You, you're forgetting Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is also a Galut. Mitzrayim is the first Galut. Why do they always talk about four Galuyot? Why don't they talk about five Galuyot? Why? Well, in, for example, in that Tov, Avov, Vehoshech, Tehom, where's Mitzrayim? Uh, in, in the other ones, in the Greek and the Betarim. So Rav Chida says a big chidush. He says Mitzrayim is the mother of all the Galuyot. All the Galuyot are born out of Mitzrayim. So we don't, we don't, Mitzrayim is the Binyan Ad. Mitzrayim is the, is, the, is, the, is the paradigm. From Mitzrayim is born all the Galuyot. So therefore we don't discuss the mother. We're discussing what resulted out of it. Rav Chida says, for example, when we went out to Egypt, the Pasuk says, Ve'ele shemot Yisrael ha-ba'im Mitzrayma. So he says, Ah, ba'im, ba'im rashetevot, ba'vel, edom, yavan, madai. When we went out to Mitzrayim, it said, all the four gathered already uh, are inherited in uh, <coughs> the Pasuk. 
Oh, we did it, we did it. Hazaka Baruch, Mahina, I forgot it. Goshna, Bidiyuk, another classic. Goshna is another ra'ayat to this concept. David Amelech, David Amelech was made amazed this in the third chapter in Tehillim. He says, Hashem Marabu Sarai, Hashem, what troubles I have. Rabim Kamim Alai. Rabim Kamim Alai. Rabim Rashetevot. Resh, Romi, Bet, Pavel, Yud, Yavan, Membadai. Hashem Marabu Sarai. What's the Sarai? Rabim Kamim Alai. That's what the Pasuk says. Vahi Bayamim Harabim. Imamim Israel. Vahi Bayamim Harabim. And B'nai Yisrael had trouble by its Akbar Hashem from the already the four Galuyot were in Mitzrayim. That's a very, very important Yesod. Without getting into the Kabbalistic of it, the Mikubalim say, without getting into it, then we say, the Mikubalim say that the four Galuyot are connected Yud Kevavke. Each one of the Galuyot is connected one of the Shemot that we were Pogem. And Mitzrayim is the Kotzil Yud. That's, the, that's where it starts. It starts. That's what the Pusu is, Vayakutsu Mepinei Beneis, Vayakutsu. Mitzrayim is in the Vayakutsu, it's in the Kutsoshel Yud. And from the Kutsoshel Yud, uh, everything else is, is born out. That's why, by the way, we can say, <clears throat> old famous question, you know, why do we drink four cups on Pesach? Anyway, but the, however you're going to pronounce it, we only left Egypt once. So why four cups? So, I, I don't know if I have a big cup. No problem, big cup. But why four drinkings? Which, by the way, are, are, are seemingly four synonyms. We say, we say, we say, we say, we say. It's four times taken in different ways, but it's the same thing. Explanation is because if we came out of Mitzrayim, that's rest assured times four. You're going to come out of four Galuyot. Wow. So therefore, we're already commemorating the four Galuyot on their Pesach. Because all of the four Galuyot are Mitzrayim. So on Leil Pesach, the four kosot are connected the four redemptions that resulted from Yitziat Mitzrayim. Remember? Okay, beautiful. The four animals also, also. There's a lot of the mazim to answer. The four animals, the, the, the shafan, the hazid, the nebet, 100%, 100%. So now, once we see this, I think in a previous shoot we alluded to what I'm going to tell you now, but now we're going to do the science. We're going to actually get to the science of it. <clears throat> Go to Perek Membet Pasuk Aleph. Perek Bet Pasuk Aleph is <clears throat> the beginning, the first time the Jewish people go down to Egypt. Vayad Yaakov ki yeshevet b'mitzrayim he saw that there was shiver in Mitzrayim, there was food in Mitzrayim. Oh, why? Don't be conspicuous. Go down. Elliot, do me a favor. You want to keep score? Sure. Okay, good. So this is the first time that Yaakov tells his children to go down to Mitzrayim. And the Pasuk says... What do you need Benjamin to go for? He doesn't go. Beautiful. I love how it says it. Because if we went down to Mitzrayim, that means we're going to go down to a Galut. Every time we go down to Mitzrayim, we're going down into another Galut. Every time we leave Mitzrayim, we're leaving a Galut. If that theory is correct, there should be four times you go down to Egypt, and there should be four times that we left, if the theory is correct. Yeah, give me score. Okay. So now it says, they get down to Egypt, the Yosef was Shalit. 
Yosef is the, is the shalit. They come to Yosef, they bow down. He notices them right away. That way, what are you doing? He remembers the dreams. He's okay, here we go. And all of a sudden, Yosef says, Meragelim, Meragelim. The only way you can prove yourself is, Bring Bring your younger, your younger brother. And all of a sudden now, they're in a mess. They're in a mess. So what happens? Bring your younger brother. What's happening over here? I told you don't do it. Okay, they're blaming themselves. No problem. Anyway, Yosef fills up their stuff with uh, food and all that. I'll see you later. Go home. So they leave. That's one trip, complete round trip. Beauty. And he said, listen, he was being tough with us. He called us Meragelim. We told him, we're 12. What would you tell me you're 12 for? What would you tell me it's uh, We opened our mouth. We slipped, whatever. But now he wants, uh, he wants Binyamin. Oh, so what does the Pasuk say? Uh, we have no choice. So they take responsibility. Yehuda takes responsibility. So now what happens? They take some gifts down. They go down to Mitzrayim. That is the second time. Now Binyamin is with them. Now, the third time is, at this point in this story of what happens, uh, Yosef finally tells them, I need Yosef at this point. And now he says, go down and get your father. So they go back to get the father, and they come back again. That's three, three full round trips, honey. Go slow. They went back, they went back, and then Yaakov sends Yehuda alone. That's separate. But that the people as a nation, we leave to get Yaakov, and then we bring Yaakov back. Beautiful. Now what happens? Later on, Yaakov Abinu dies. B'nai Yisrael leave Egypt. They go to Ma'arat HaMachpelah. They come back, and then they all leave for good. So it's exactly four round trips. In and out. So far, so good? Mm-hmm. If the theory is correct, Rabotai, so the first trip is Keneged Wat Galut Bavel. The second trip, when Binyamin comes down, that's already Keneged Wat Paras Umadai. It is in that trip, when Binyamin comes down, that all of a sudden, Yosef starts to give him five garments. All of a sudden, giving him five garments. Well, go slow, go slow. And he gives them. Go slow. I know, I know the order. You're excited, honey. I'm excited too, by the way. Trust me. I'm more excited than you, honey. I'm more excited than you. He comes along now and says, in this Parasu Madai, which is the second item, here is where we have to create Purim. So therefore, on the way back down, before you leave, Elder, where you go? Before you leave, Parazumadai, I got to give you five garments here. Why? Because Mordechai is going to have the five garments. And therefore, in that round, Yosef says, we have to sit down and have Saudat Purim. So when they sit down with Binyamin, who was the grandfather of Mordechai, Ben Yair, Ben Shib'i, Ben Kish, Vayishtu, Vayishkeru imo. All of a sudden, they get drunk. This was not Stam getting drunk. This was already to establish the Inyan in Galut Parasumadai. There's going to be an Inyan of Vayishtu Vayishkeru. So Mamash, it happens perfectly in the DNA of the Perashah where this is supposed to, where this is supposed to happen. Now, I'll tell you even, even better. If you look at the, uh, if you look in Migilat Esther, this is the way, there was a rabbi called 
למנות הלוי, רב שלמה אבן גבירון. I take it back, רב שלמה אלקבץ, רבי אבן גבירון is the אזהרות. רבי אלקבץ is the author of לכה דודי. He also wrote a masterpiece on מגילת אסתר. I recommend it. It's called מנות הלוי. It's an encyclopedia, gorgeous פשטים on מגילת אסתר. He called it מנות הלוי. Why? He was a לוי. רב שלמה אלקבץ was a לוי. For some reason, maybe it was באבלות, he wanted to send his father-in-law, משלוח מנות, on פורים, but instead he wrote the פירוש, and he gave him the book, so he called it מנות הלוי, this was like his משלוח מנות, he gave him the book. Turns out the book becomes a classic, I mean, all the jelly beans he got from משלוח מנות, where are they? All the candy corn, where are they? They're gone. This over here is משלוח מנות, stood the test of time. We're still benefiting from this Mishnah Amanot. Anyway, so he says, beautiful. He says the whole inyan of what brought on Haman, he quotes a Midrash, it's an incredible Midrash. What aroused Haman upon the Jewish people? So he quotes a Midrash, the Midrash says, when did Haman sell, uh, sell the Jewish people? When, when did Ahasuerus sell the Jewish people? It says, Haman The king and the Haman sat down to drink, and that's when he took his uh, ring off, and he gave him the 10,000 talents, and he said, Do as, as, as you see. When did it happen? It happened over Mishteh. Uh, so God says, you tribe sold your brother over a drink. Because what does it say after they sold Yosef? What did they do? <laughs> you sold your brother betoch ma'achal One day you're going to get sold betoch ma'achal God says, what do you think? I'm keeping you. You keep score. God keeps score also. God keeps good score. God said, nothing goes for nothing. There's no balash over here. Everything has to be settled. Every score has to be settled. There's midah keneged midah in the world. And therefore, you sold your brother, mitoch ma'achalu mishteh, the Midrash says. So one day, your whole nation is going to be sold, mitoch ma'achalu mishteh, which means Haman comes because of the sin'ah of what happened. The sin'ah of the brothers. That's what aroused Haman. That's why, I don't say Haman is a prophet. He was not. But the words that come out of his mouth are very significant. Because Esther was written by Ruach HaKodesh. So therefore we can medayek on all the words in Megillat Esther that they have significance. What does he say? Yeshno am echad mefuzar furad. The issue we have over here, Ahasuerus, is very simple. There used to be am echad, one cohesive nation. Now that nation is what? Mefuzar furad. They are splintered, they are divided. There's not be ahadut. There's no ahadut. And he was alluding to Mifuzar and Furad already from the time of the sale of Yosef. And therefore, what did Esther say? Esther saw, Esther was, was a prophetess. So Esther says, Lech kenos et kol Lech kenos. The, the only way to make this tikkun is we have to bring them, we have to bring them together. And also, when the holiday was over, they made tikkunim of what? All this is tikkun of the of Yosef and the brothers. So therefore, Yosef knows. Yosef knows this. So what happens when they sit down? You know, sometimes you have a perush in the Torah, and the mefaresh has to give you just one or two words. It doesn't have to say too much. But one of two words that he gives you, the mefaresh, opens up the whole story. Listen to this sforno that I found. I found amazing sforno. It's one, two, three, four words. How, how much could you get for four words? What did you get for four words? Listen to what it says in the Pasuk. They sit down to eat with Binyamin. Masot He gives me five portions. Remember I asked you, five portions is a lot for one guy to eat. What is he giving him five portions for? Sforno. 
לראות אם יקנאו בו. He understood Purim, we're going to have a salvation. What is the Pasuk way? Vayishtu, vayishkeru. He said, now we can get drunk. Uh, we made the Tikkun of the brothers. Because they passed. They passed. That's why Yosef broke his vow on that day. And that's why the Bafarishim say, the brothers broke their vow on that day. Because they said, we, we know we made our Tikkun just now also. Uh, wow. The brothers realized that they made the Tikkun. They said, hey, we were just dancing five times more. Anybody have any bad feelings? We're good. They said, they looked at each other, Baruch Hashem, Father Hashem put us in the same position, with the same Nisayon, and we overcame it. Yosef, on the deep understanding, was saying, Baruch Hashem, Purim is going to be fixed. Purim is going to be worked, because if I made Shalom over here, that means Christ will be able to be with Shalom over there. Like it says over here, And therefore, you see already, they were able to... Uh, to make the uh, to make the uh, to, to make the uh, uh, the, uh, the last uh, point, which is just a, a bonus. Uh, I'm really I'm satisfied that I fulfilled my purpose here tonight. I'm very happy. Uh, I, I feel that I'll get invited back. Uh, I feel like I I, I, I I did what I was supposed to do here tonight to present, uh, uh, which 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 we which we, I think we accomplished the Our purpose was to try to find out. Why is Yosef the tzaddik of this month? What does Yosef have to do with Adar? It turns out, <laughs> you know, what doesn't he have to do with Adar? <laughs> you know, I, would, I would be shocked if they tell me uh, Yosef is not Adar. It must be Adar. All the, all the great stuff that happens in Adar is Yosef's uh, workings, and its workings are so perfect, exactly in the location of the Galut of Mitzrayim, where it has to happen. And by the way, that answers the other question. Remember I asked you, why do the dreams have to happen like that? That Binyamin has to come down first, and then, yeah, because it has to be four times. So therefore it has to, God knows the future, so Olam is, is, is orchestrating it. Instead of happening all in one shot, it has to happen four times. That answers that, that question as well. What's for dessert? <laughs> so, we'll give it a little, like, a little, 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 like I said, little uh, dessert. Listen, the good news is, now you have a derech. Once you have a derech, now you'll be able to find a thousand imazi. We believe the derech is emet, right? If you believe it's emet, so now you'll be able to find so many illusions in this. I didn't find every illusion, obviously. I found whatever I found. But there's another illusion that I think is worthy to, to, to be made. Who gets the credit for uh, saving the day in Megillat Esther? Esther, of course, and Mordechai. The, the Gemara says, or the Mekubalim say, that every exile is an Aleph and a Mem. Right, you have Aaron and Moshe, and then you have Esther and Mordechai, and you have Eliyahu, Mashiach, I'm Eliyahu Mansur, by the way, just keep that. Just not saying anything, but just for the record, there's Aleph Mem. Anyway, the point is that Mordechai, Mordechai. Now, do you know who's responsible for Mordechai? The Gemara says, they call him Ish Yehudi. So the Gemara's questioning, what do you mean Ish Yehudi? He's from Yehuda, he's not from Yehuda. Exactly, he's from Binyamin, Ishimini. So the Gemara is, uh, 
uh, struggling with this over here. Make up your mind. So, well, maybe his father was from Benjamin and his mother was from Yehuda. This is one that you give the mother's side. We care where his comes from his father's side. The tribal affiliation comes from the father. What do we care about the, the mother's side? So the Gemara says something amazing. That Shevet Yehuda, which is the Shevet of David, was taking credit for the miracle of Purim. They, they, wanted, they felt that they deserved an assist. Why? Because many years prior, David got into an issue with a fellow called Shem'i. Shem'i ben Gera cursed David. Now, David should have killed Shem'i on the spot. I understand why he didn't kill him on the spot. David was on the run. So he didn't have Malchut at that time, so he couldn't take a revenge as a Murad Malchut. But after, what does he tell Shalomor? In the interim, why didn't you kill him? Just kill him. It's because he saw in the future that somebody's going to come out of Shem'i. Mordechai, Ben Ya'ir, Ben Shem'i, So therefore, he said, listen, if I kill him too soon, <laughs> so therefore, he held on to Shem'i until the jewel came out of him, Mordechai. So Shem'i, right, gave birth to Mordechai bin Ya'ir bin Shem'i. So then once Ya'ir came out, so therefore, okay, now he killed Shem'i. He needed just to make sure that, so therefore, uh, Binyamin was taking credit, Ishimini. So the Gemara says, but Ishihudi, the guys of Yehuda, was like, hey, if it wasn't for us, there be no more guy. So it was a, it was a hybrid. Ishihudi, Ishimini. The Yiminis are taking credit because he's from Binyamin. Okay, there's no question about that. But the Yehudis are taking credit because of what. So therefore, who really gets the? It's a, it's 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 it's, it's both. That explains to me that when Binyamin was going down to Mitzrayim. Who's the one that took the, the responsibility for Binyamin? Yehuda comes along and says, Who guarantees that Binyamin's going to live? Yehuda, which is exactly what happens later on. David makes sure that but the guy's going to live. So it's the same Ish Yehudi again. And it's Ish Yemini. So they both have this, even in the... I, not even... Of course, in the DNA, it has to be there. Whatever you're going to see in the in the Maase, in the, in the Simanda Banim has to be in the Maase Avot. You shouldn't be shocked. So now you really have to go through every single detail that we know. Like that's one detail I'm giving you, and you see right there it's in the DNA. That was right there. That was uh, helping. And there must be many like that. For us, Rabotai, the month of Adar obviously is a is a great month. It's a miraculous month. Uh, we did get uh, redeemed. It's one of the four exiles. And uh, listen, the, 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 the hope is when the Gemara says, she says, So remember, I told you in the beginning of the Shi'ur, I was questioning when does the Simcha start? But now let's discuss when the Simcha ends. It doesn't say when it ends. It says, Until when? So from Rashi, it sounds like, he says, Purim Pesach. So it sounds like this takes us straight through, through Pesach. We have Geulah followed by Geulah. The Geulah in Purim is what's called in the Kabbalistic books, a Geulah Be'etkasya. It's a Geulah, but it's a hidden Geulah. No, no open miracles. The Geulah in Pesach is a Geulah be'etgalia. It's an open miracle. Datsach adash be'achav, kiryat yamsuf. So our prayer is that now we're entering the months of Geulah. If there's any year in recent history that uh, there's Geulah, no, but there's Geulah in the air already. Uh, the fact the year of the pandemic, the year of such a... a, a off the chart here, just in the United States of America, 
look at how many tzaddikim we're losing. We're losing a lot of tzaddikim, Rabbi It's not a small thing. Rabbis are not talking about it too much, but we're losing a lot of... And don't tell them, well, the guy was 98 years old. What? But to lose three 98-year-old rabbis in one week, that, that's, just, that's something significant. So, who knows? I said, I have big rabbis, that, that, that's not their talk, you know, they don't, that's not their item, they don't talk like that. But even one of my rabbis this week said, I'm starting to, <laughs> I have him to say, I'm starting to, you know, suspect that something's up. So, it couldn't happen at a better time. Maybe the pandemic started less Purim, we had to go through a tikkun of one year of rectification of whatever it is. Now we come back to We all remember how we celebrated last Pesach. It was a very odd Pesach. It was a very, very awkward Pesach. But it was all, uh, you know, alone and scattered. Who knows? Maybe that was the last. Uh, now we'll have this year a, a, a tikkun for that. And Be'azat Hashem, like it says in the Megillah, uh, we should enter the new month this Friday and B'zat Hashem will have Amen.